Hello, Brian. Hi, Scott. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. It's sort of hard for me to figure out where we start with everything. So I, I guess what I do want to start with is, is the third gleam. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember when we started recording, and it's been, uh, it's been definitely over a year ago. It's been a long time since we put out a Gleam album. Uh, 2008 was the last one, and these are these are songs that have to kind of take time. They have to come to. They have, I think we have to. I was saying earlier in the interview that we have to receive them. I think instead of chasing them down, and we don't we don't manipulate them quite as much as uh, we would on a bigger recording where there's more people involved. So uh, as we waited and as we as we live and tour and and make um, and grow older uh it just it just became time you know it, it just the songs were there the the themes were there and uh seth and i decided to make it i saw you guys for the first time ever last year i was in colorado at the time that you guys were doing the red rocks run and we were able to get in for the third night and it, All right. it, it was it was fantastic of course but it was one of the first times that I had been in a concert where I felt like everybody around me was in on a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I uh, we hover in a in a very particular and, and in a lot of ways peculiar place where uh, I mean I don't know that it's just we've been able to to be there for for as long as I know, and uh, it's beautiful. And it's all about it's all about sharing. I think exchanging and sharing with people. I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't think it's about it, it. There are good fans, and you hope that we do a good job. But it's not about good fans and a good job. It's about something else. It's about, I guess, good inroads or good connections. Really, is what it's about. Looking at the future a bit is the the Strived show that you guys are doing on a level that I wasn't sure we would see this year. But I'm excited that yeah. it's going to happen in some form. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know, we've been struggling with uh, first not scrambling to see how we could uh, come up with a way to keep doing what we obviously can't do right now, and and we'll always we'll we'll approach it all differently after this anyway. So accepting that, and and uh, I kept at the beginning, I was like, when are we going to work again? When are we going to work again? And then the question was, how are we going to work again? Where does this bridge lead to? Like we're we're just trying to bridge over troubled water, but then I go, wait a second, where are we bridging to? What is what is the new, or at least the temporarily new, ground that we land on? So as we look at that and think about what's what's safe for people, what can we do that's really a template that could really provide the safety that we would feel comfortable with, with doing something. And this is what we came to. We feel like it's a template that will allow for people to have um, an experience. And they, if they follow the provided guidelines and, and rules that are there, I think they'll have a safe experience. If we can do that successfully, then it's a, it's something that that moves us forward, you know, and that's great. And in your announcement video for this, I thought it was just so sweet. There's you and Seth with with the kids on a fishing trip. It, it appeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the real part about you guys, I think. I think that's that all plays into it. It wasn't some fancy, uh, you know, big lasers and smoke announcement of Charlotte Motor <laughs> Speedway. You guys were just out fishing. Now, how close do you guys live together? We're we're very close. We're within a mile, actually. So during all of this, you've been able to still have that connection, both we both have, your families. Yeah. So what we did was 
we just kind of set up some personal guidelines of what a quarantine or what a shelter in place or whatever, what it was that we could do comfortably. And if we agreed to it and nobody cheated, then we could navigate each other's homes the same. So we kind of, the first part of it, you know, was really, there was, there was just, other than the grocery store, you really didn't go anywhere. Some of that pulled back, but not much, you know, it's, it's still, we still try to keep just necessities and try to help where we can. If, 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 if providing help for someone means we got to go somewhere and do something, we will try to do that. And what I mean by that is like, maybe there's a, there's a, a coffee shop that friends own and we want to make sure we support it. Like, we try to we try to do all of that that we can comfortably, but uh, we have been able to, to stay close for sure. And you guys, of course, had so many shows canceled or postponed, and there's three in particular that I wanted to ask you about because they affected um, this area in particular in New England. You guys are going to be doing three dates with Ringo. Oh yeah. yeah. How did that? I mean, not that we were complaining about that combo. We thought, oh, this would be a great night. How did that come about? Well. I, I, Obviously, we were able to play play with Ringo any time, and I think that uh, Ringo, I think his camp approached us like, "Hey, we think this would be great," and we were like, "Well, we we'd love to do it. Absolutely, we think it'd be a great deal." Um, that's that's really the the uh, not so exciting truth to it. Well, that's okay. So, the show would be more exciting than the explanation, I would hope. And we know right. there's there's two of them did get um, moved for next summer, so we're excited right. about. Um, those happening down the line. Um, uh, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about, a, a few years ago you guys released that May at Last documentary. And has there ever been talk about doing something like that again, or did that feel like a one-time thing? We are actually, um, Mike Clonfiglia, uh, well, I should say this, our photographer has tons and tons, Cracker uh, from Cracker Farm. Um, he has tons and tons of footage. And we had made things similar to that before, but not not the levels of uh, of organiza- organization that that one had. Um, but we did talk about there may come a time where a follow up is is warranted and and would be very interesting. You know, possibly. Uh, I think it could be it could be warranted for sure. It could be very interesting. There's one scene in May at Last that still stays with me, and when I hear the song, I see the scene in my head again, and that's that the making of the song I Wish I Was. Now, mm. do you remember that moment, or do, do all those songs just kind of roll into one for you? No, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember the moment, for sure. So when we see a song roll out like that, where Seth has the beginning, and then you guys are working back and forth on, a, on, on the words, and sometimes it stumbles out into something different. I mean, is that basically how it works for most of the time for you guys? If, uh, when it's working well, that is, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and that's all about, that was all about making space and making time to, to get comfortable and be okay with long silence. I mean, there's a long silence between a lot of this stuff, you know, that you don't, obviously it's not in the film because if we were quiet for 30 minutes or an hour even, um, you know, that's not going to be in the film, but uh, Seth and I really do enjoy if there's a, a, a real solid, like, nucleus to a song, um, it's really fun to bounce off of each other. And I, I personally think they're the best whenever, and I enjoy playing the songs that are created in a mystery. It's not quite as fun whenever here's a song, it's completed, just learn how to play it. That, to me, 
has not been as enjoyable. But uh doesn't mean it's not as effective to people who hear the songs, but I sure love a song that mysteriously uh, comes together through presence, really, just presence. And I kind of want to get back to um, what we were talking about a little bit before with you being so close uh, distance-wise to Seth. Uh, have you guys been able to write at all during all of this? What have you been doing with your time? No, we have. We have done. We have done some recording and some. Uh, we've made made some songs for sure. I, I will be very excited to see what they what they become. I mean, really excited. Um, I've also been painting quite a bit uh, in my studio, so that that's kind of nonstop. My my visual outings uh, can be quite. I guess they can be quite maddening for me because they don't, they just have never stopped talking to me. Um, so I, I really just try to work hard in the non doing, you know, trying to find ways to, to be disciplined in, in knowing when to not be trying to make, make something, uh, and, and be, be idle. <laughs> that's, that's important. How successful have you been at being idle? More successful than usual. Uh, you know, uh, at, uh, being at home is different. Like the road has clear boundaries of, okay, you have nothing to do and you have nowhere to go and you've already looked and done everything you can do, so here you are. And so you'll take you'll take idle time. It's kind of built in and there's just no avoiding it. That's good. And it's good for rest and it actually I think it's part of the, the, a needed part of that equation. But when you're home or when I'm home, there are so many other tools and toys and people to uh, just involve myself with. And it really is, if I don't stay disciplined about, okay, now I'm breaking away and I'm going to be idle and I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to be alone. If I don't do that, I really, I really just uh, wipe myself out and just, I, I just dig a big hole for myself. So, uh, but this has been a, a time of where, you know, we've been given, a lot of time, whether we wanted it or not, uh, at least at, at, in moments where where there's nowhere to go and nothing to do. So it's been good, I think, in that way. And you mentioned the painting. I think it came uh, as a surprise to a lot of people when we found out uh, Brandy Carlisle was the one, I think, that keyed us off on it, that you had done the the painting of Brandy for her last album, By the Way, I Forgive You. Um, how did that come about? Uh, well, Brandy's a dear friend, and Brandy uh, had expressed interest in like the uh, the cover of "I'm Loving You," and said that she really wanted to collaborate um, on on the record. When she was making that record, she was really, really um, open. You could tell you could tell there was something just blooming in her in that regard. Um, it's not delegation. It's collaboration. It's it's uh, it's love. It really is. And as she's booming with that, she came to my studio here at my farm and um, sat, and we we worked for a day just just trying to capture what the essence of of her and what it was. And um, yeah, so that that's how it came about. And uh, it was it was beautiful. And um, I love Brandy to death. I think she's she's uh, just a blessing to this to this world. I think I only got one more question for you, and that's what was the last show that you got to perform? Uh, those were the the Dominican Republic. We did at the, the Avery Brothers at the beach. Then I came home and uh, realized I had my appendix that had 
where I had appendicitis the day after <laughs> I arrived here, had surgery, and then in my recovery, the pandemic just set in, and that was it. So now, I mean, that's obvious. Those shows are so big every time that you do them, but you've never probably had this much. Well, you've never had this kind of time never. to reflect on uh, on those shows. I guess in any show, how does it feel as you kind of daydream about that stuff? Yeah, that's surreal. That's pretty strange. I mean, the, the appendicitis, that gave me, regardless if the <laughs> pandemic would have come, I was getting that opportunity anyway. And then it really was. It's just been very surreal. It's been strange and surreal, and I just have tried to repurpose it as as sabbatical when I can, and then uh, and then hopefully we'll we'll be able to strategize and make a, a path for us to to you know get back to whatever that was that I was talking about. Whatever we are going to be doing, everybody will be out there doing it and uh, spreading hopefully joy and love <laughs> once again. Any last message that you'd like to send to us up here in Maine? Well. You know, every time I think about Maine, I think about the the rocky coast up there. And I just, I, I really, I would say, just keep your eyes out for me coming up there in an RV with my family. Uh, and if I, uh, if we come around, you know, if we need uh, some advice on the area, um, just look out for us because we sure love your, love your area very much.